0: On today's episode of No Days Off, it is the Wednesday melee, and we are breaking down everything happening in the sports world, ladies and gents. Lowering. you know what that means here we go we're back with another episode of no days off ladies up, and gents y'all? if you are not subscribed to the podcast please subscribe on apple Podcasts and give us a follow on instagram at no days off podcast there is so much happening in the sports world baseball basketball hockey football but we're gonna start with a sport jake We're going to start with a sport that we don't talk about enough, I think. Okay, shoot. Maybe we don't give enough love. I don't know if you saw this on the internet. It's blowing up all over. I'm sure you've seen it. Who hasn't seen this yet? You haven't seen it.
1: No. What are we talking about?
0: Okay, well, San Diego Padres player, Fernando Tatis Jr. This is a big hubbub in the baseball community going on right now. Swung at a 3-0 pitch and hit a grand slam. Wow. Off that and the entire baseball community is upset because there is unwritten rules that you are not supposed to swing at a 3-0 pitch. Hey, Texas Rangers, if you don't want somebody to swing at a 3-0 pitch, <laughs> how about you throw a good pitch, guys? I know you're getting your asses whooped 10-3, to and this guy just jacks a homer into the stands, but that's what baseball needs so that people like us can talk about it and not just be casuals about the sport. You got young studs like Fernando Tatis Jr., Vlad Guerrero. You got all these young studs coming up in the world, all these juniors that are making your sport look awesome. How about we don't just shit the bed with it? And instead of, you know, bitching about some guy jacking a homer off you, how about we allow ourselves to think, oh, man, we got a young stud coming up here. Let's not bitch about this good talent, cream of the crop. And then the Texas Rangers are freaking throwing behind Manny Machado it's it's unreal man and then you look at the day after Fernando Tatis Jr the the Padres are up six nothing they're up six nothing and he steals third base he's on second steals third base up six nothing I fucking love that dude I'm not a big baseball guy not a huge baseball podcast
1: if you've been listening for a while I don't see what the problem is, dude. No problem at all, I don't see what the big problem is, man. He's got three uh, strikes in the bank. Swing, dude. That's why they're there. No, three balls. He's got three strikes to work with. That's what I mean. Yeah. He's got three strikes available to work with. Why not swing? Who cares? That's what I'm saying, dude. Like, at the same time, as you're going through this, it's like,
0: holy shit, dude. Baseball, could you get any softer? And then the Texas Rangers disable comments on their posts because they're a bunch of pussies. It's like, dude, baseball is already starting to die out as a sport. I'm not saying people don't follow it. But when you think about young people coming up, is baseball the first choice that they're going to be watching? No, I don't think so. And this is stuff where you can't be doing this type of shit and bitching at somebody for hitting a fucking bomb off your pitcher. You can see the Texas Rangers bench. The freaking manager gets up and starts jawing through his mask. You can see him bitching. And Tatis Jr. just freaking rounds third. Good for him, dude. Hits the grand slam. It was fucking awesome to see, man. You want a guy like that. Him and his boys are celebrating like he just scored a touchdown in football. I love it. Jumping up, freaking chest bumping and all this shit, dude. It was badass. dude. stealing third from second. Up six, nothing. You want a guy that's going to play hard. If you're looking to be a soft sport, dude, fuck that. Nobody's going to be tuning in. Nobody's going to be watching your sorry-ass sport if that's what you're hoping for. But this is the kind of shit that makes a guy like me a casual baseball knower. Just freaking show up and actually know what he's talking about when it comes to a podcast. So this pumped me up to see that happening. Dude, I want to watch the Padres all the time now. I know they made a big signing in Manny Machado, obviously, dude's legit coming over from the Orioles. But dude, this Tatis Jr., man, Fernando Tatis Jr., I am a huge freaking fan now of this guy. Fuck what the haters are saying, brother. It's fuck colden. what the haters are saying, man, and get ready to fucking have some fun, baseball fans, cuz this dude's not going anywhere soon. And if you got a problem with that, like what what kind of sport are you looking to get into? Tennis? Golf? What? Like what are we rooting for anymore Dude, in sports? Safe, if you bro. can't if you can't fucking swing at a 3-0 pitch, holy shit. Charming.
1: Ultra soft. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. All right, my rant's over. Dude, hey. That's awesome that baseball's having that that clout now that's getting that that buzz dude, for it dude, it was blowing
0: up all over Twitter. All about over the- Twitter the past few days, and I fucking love it, dude. I fucking love that. Good for this guy. Good for this kid just coming up, man. That's badass. Good for the Padres, fuck the Texas Rangers fucking bitches. Fucking bitches, dude. Whatever. Dude, speaking Sorry of Sorry to come out somehow come out guns blazing, but speaking of bitches, how about the Big 10? <laughs> Tell me about it. Huge. You got a fucking 19, 20 year twenty-year-old kid who's got to take care of your fucking conference for you.
1: Yeah. If you haven't heard, so continuing on our theme, talking about college football, Big Ten, Pac-12, adamant in their decision not to be playing this season, which is just kind of becoming more and more of a of a quandary. Like, like, like why? Like, as an example, the state of Ohio has cleared high schools to play, has cleared yeah. colleges to play, all colleges except for Ohio State. Are planning to play a season. Other states following suit. So just the fact that the Big Ten and I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna center it on the Big Ten here, dude. You got it. Because I think I don't know what Kevin Warren, the commissioner of the Big Ten, is doing. I really don't understand it. Uh, there's more and more frustration going on the part of players. Justin Fields signing a we want starting a we want to play petition. Parents of these athletes getting involved yeah. and actually planning protests Sean later this Wade. week, Sean Wade's father outside yeah. the headquarters I of the big that. 10. So, you know, when, when you see some of these coaches like James Franklin in the news this week about how he's just really questioning, not necessarily the decision, but the time frame, the communication, the lack of information spread regarding the big 10 decision to cancel. It's, it's football season. It's fall sports. So I, I'm, I'm miffed as well. I mean, Dude. our, Nick Saban, Lane Kiffin from the SEC Voice in your opinion. Saban saying this week that he hates the opportunity for players who won't get the opportunity to play and create value for themselves for the future. And, of course, Lane Kiffin adding just uh, kindled to the fire, saying that, oh, this is Ole Miss coach Lane Kiffin. Players who have their conferences canceled Canceling their fall sports should get a waiver to transfer without penalty. Oh yeah, they're during an go appearance to on the
0: SEC. <laughs> yeah, they're going to go to fucking Ole Miss Lane. Good call, buddy.
1: So obviously Lane yeah. Kiffin, not fucking idiot, exactly the most confident in his squad. If he's putting this slide mark out there, trying to request the other players is, to transfer.
0: The thing is, the NCAA has already come out and they've said, "Look, dude, if you sit out this year, it's you get a you, pass. You get a pass. Like yeah. you can come back next year." the question is, what does that mean for roster spots on these teams? Yeah. What does that mean for roster spots? I get why a guy like Justin Fields is petitioning and you can say like, Oh, he Justin Fields doesn't speak for the entire big 10 dude. Gotcha. But this is a dude who wants to play love of the game. Wants to help his teammates out. His teammates have freaking aspirations to hopefully go pro, hopefully do something with their careers and make something of that as well and become a, a draft pick an unsigned free agent, something like that, man. So To be down on a guy like that, it's tough to say. You know, Justin Fields has had one legit year of game film for these scouts to look at. Oh, dude, just in like the first. And he's going to be a top five pick regardless next year. And to see him go after this and really put his name out there with these petitions and asking people to sign the petitions, not being a dickhead about it, you know, not being arrogant in his approach. He just is doing this for the love of the game, man. Yeah. This is a quality kid, quality freaking dude, man. And that's why. (laughs) Not only because he's an Ohio State guy. If he was at Wisconsin, if he was at Michigan State, you know, any of those schools, that'd be great. Michigan, I eh, see ya. But at the same time, you think about this, just a quality freaking dude who's doing this for the love of the game, man.
1: Well, when he first initiated this petition, which it has the hashtag we want to play petition, he got like hundred thousand oh, signatures, yeah. literally like Incredible. over a hundred thousand the first like twenty four hours. So I think the decision is pretty, pretty straightforward, at least in my mind. If you don't want to play, if you don't feel comfortable playing... Don't play. Don't play. Like, yep. dude, no hard feelings. You get a waiver for next year. It's like, cool. Zero and You'll, like, hard you'll have to compete against a new freshman who come in who might be... Five-star recruit. Who might be younger than you, et cetera. Like, got it. Like, that's the way of natural selection works. It's the same
0: concept in the NFL, dude. Like, if, you know, Damian Williams is sitting out this year, oh, rookie Clyde edwards is like, oh, I'll I'll play. Cool. Your job might not be secure, dude. Next it year. is what it is. It's it's just a business, man. It's the same deal. Like your business shuts down, dude, they're gonna go somewhere else where they can get a similar product or something. You know. Yep. If you're following me, but to the line of coaches, I know you got other stuff to talk about here. Did you see what uh, what Dabo Sweeney said about this upcoming college football season?
1: He doesn't care if there's fans or not. He just wants to play. Well, that Who's but that at the, the same
0: time, he also said um, this season should count. The national championship should mean. As much as any other national championship, even though the Pac twelve and Big Ten wouldn't be playing. He says that means absolutely nothing. I, I disagree. And that's I, like, holy shit, dude. I disagree. You're I think crazy. He's just... You're crazy, man. Dabo, get your head out of your ass, brother. Because you know Ohio State's coming. You know what happened last year. You got it. You got fucking saved. Dude, here's the thing though. You got fucking saved. He can't saved say in the playoff that because
1: game. on a consistent basis. Ohio State has been the college football playoff on a consistent basis for the past several years. Also, a com- competing in that mist has been Penn State, yep. has been Wisconsin, yep. has been Michigan State, Michigan State, Michigan on a lower extent. But those teams have all... Michigan's never made the college they have football been, playoff. I'm right. not saying that, but I'm saying like bowl games, important bowl games, they've all kind of and made they do their well. play the big, for that.
0: The Big Ten does well in these bowl games. The record shows it, man. And so for this dude to just come out like a fucking absolute... Dumbass, and say that this season means absolutely the same. Bless you. You can't say that, dude. The Big Ten, especially Ohio State, you saw it last year when you played them, Dabo. This season means absolutely nothing if the Big Ten doesn't play, mainly because of the powerhouse
1: of the Big Ten, Ohio State, not being there. Dude, I think that more and more as you go through this this whole conversation, the issue doesn't become necessarily the NCAA. and the, no. the NCAA. It becomes who's leading the conference. Because the NCAA is not doing the thing is the NCAA isn't doing a thing, dude. I know, I know they don't do a thing. But the thing is that they initially just oversee this stuff and you know enforce the rules, enforce the conducts that the conferences give them. The conferences, and this is this is what's happening. The curtains being pulled back. The conferences create the more immediate, the more resolute, the more actionable. Um, rules and strategies yeah. for the season. So they're the ones who are actually the decision makers. They're the ones who decide the games and all stuff goes around. So I think the curtain's being pulled back a little bit in terms of people realizing, wow, the NCAA really doesn't have a ton of authority, but wow, these conferences, Kevin Warren, Pac-12, huh, this is interesting how much, how much clout these guys have in terms to yeah. call the future for these players. So, I'm, I'm excited for college
0: football, even if it's just ACC, Big 12, SEC. Obviously, I'm oh, a yeah. Big 10 guy. I'm an Ohio State fan. That's my team. It's very unfortunate, I think, that they don't get to play or the season gets pushed back or all these rumors are swirling around and circulating. I I th- I think, I think they should play. I think they should play like you said. You made the good point of saying if they want to play. If you don't want to play, dude, there is zero hard feelings. It's a weird time in the world. It's a weird place for everybody. But if you don't want to play, don't play. If you do, I think you should be allowed the opportunity. And that's all Think I think these players are asking for is an opportunity.
1: To say yes or no. Oh, to absolutely. To say yes or no if want to play. So let me let me expand on that for a second. Todd, Michaud, Todd McShay, our boy, had a good post the other day. Had a good article. Yeah. Which basically kind of said that, okay, the season's weird. What can be done at this moment that you could plan for that would help reduce some of the stress of this for seniors at the PAG, at at Ohio State, and he talked about how an expanded Senior Bowl in the spring could solve some of this angst at this time, okay, if these conferences still are committed to not playing. So he suggested that the Senior Bowl involve more players over multiple weeks with more of a pre-draft training camp vibe. Wow. I like it. his argument is that, All NFL teams send their entire scouting and most of their coaching staff to this event. We should go down there. And we should do that. would be an awesome idea. That'd be incredible. And that this is a great opportunity to give some of those guys who've sat out this year, who've made that decision or who, who, who were forced that decision on them to be able to show their stuff i mean you're talking one-on-ones you're talking you know receivers versus corners you're talking linebackers versus running backs you're talking seven on sevens 11 on 11s and it's important to understand because he noted this that guys like joe burrow kyler murray baker mayfield all excelled in their see in their senior season yep that was their breakout year and i'm using those three as an example okay all quarterbacks obviously all like all Heisman Heisman Heisman. heisman heisman trophy winners so top of the top but they all peaked and their senior season, so I think that you know, had their season senior season not happen, they wouldn't be on folks' radars. Oh, dude, to an extent that they were. You're absolutely right, especially so, Joe Burrow. You think? What about do you that? think about the concept of almost making the Senior Bowl, if all these convers- if these two conferences still refuse to play, more of a pre-draft training camp, expanding that, giving some seniors more? I I love it for those that are thinking about taking that offer
0: up on it. You know what I mean? If if they're coming. If they're coming back and taking up on what the NCAA is saying and saying, okay, cool, I get a free year, Yeah, I can sit out now, and then I can still come back next year, and my roster spot is guaranteed to me, I think they should think that more than the expanded. Well, like, If you're a fringe draft pick, you should go back to school. Yeah, You should go back to school and get as much tape, good tape, as you can get. But if you're a first-round pick, guaranteed first-round, second-round, third-round pick, that's a phenomenal thought. Mm -hmm. that expanded senior bowl, expanded process, wherever they're going to be holding it. I think that's an awesome way to look at this. Cause like if you have the game film, if you've been a three year starter, you're going into your senior year or whatever your two year starter going into your junior year, you're going to plan on leaving anyway. I think this is phenomenal. I think this is absolutely phenomenal. You have the opportunity to present what you've been doing in the off season because we keep getting updates on social media about these guys sitting out for the entire season, preparing for the NFL draft. What happens if you do get a guy that is lazy, that is not motivated, is sitting at home, on the couch, watching TV, not training hard? That's going to be a shock if this dude shows up to the senior bowl and gets his ass whipped by a guy that was on nobody's radar. That's the scary thing. Are people going to look at this as a possible negative outlook as well? Like, damn, I might get my ass kicked if I haven't been training hard enough. So that's the thing. Like it's it's kind of a a both ways. You got to make sure you show up ready to rock if you're going to this thing. If it's that expanded, these scouts can freaking dig and dive into what you do great, oh. but also what you do horribly.
1: A lot of folks' clout rises at the Senior Bowl too, and I think it was there was a story that it was either Isaiah Simmons or Javon Kinlaw. Oh yeah, who showed up to the Senior Bowl? Literally did like one day. Did just a couple drills like one day, sealed their status and just peaced out. Yeah. So obviously like it doesn't sound like Isaiah Simmons. It sounds
0: like it could be Javon Kinlaw. I think Kinlaw. it's I think
1: Javon Kinlaw I from think, South Carolina. Yeah, yeah who yeah. ended up going to the 49ers and just peaced out. So cool, like got it, man. Okay, obviously you're gonna do awesome. So he's out. Now more eyes get on other guys too. But the senior bowl is illegit for him. So
0: I like that, dude. Like Javon Kirk showing up to the combine and being like, Hey, I bet I could touch this ceiling that's fucking fourteen feet in the air.
1: So it's just tough. I mean, all this goes into the fact we had this, you're just saying that it's challenging because you got new high school seniors coming in. Yeah. Seniors, current college, even like, I mean, dude, it's just, where do you fall in this? So the expanded role of a senior bowl could help that. You got to understand your spot might not be there. You know, he's, Allowed to sit
0: out, but at the same time, you might be transferring to a new university next year, so they got to be prepared for a lot of different things. Yeah, I know, and
1: like even just you know other folks. Like there was news the other day that Oklahoma Sooners are starting running back Kennedy Brooks opted out this year. Plus, Trey Sermon went to Ohio State as a transfer last year, so they're looking at a slate of like they should just pass the ball, Spencer Rattler. Dude, they got to just pass the ball every. Spencer Rattler's going to win the Heisman Trophy. Just sling it.
0: He's going to win the fucking Heisman Trophy this year.
1: Other news in college football, which I want to spend a second on, is the number one recruit in the nation. The oh, class no, of 2022. Know, dude. Quinn Ewers, quarterback from Texas. Oh, boy. Commits to the Texas Longhorns over Oklahoma and Ohio State. He's a 6'3", 200-pound. This year, he's a junior. So he's an up-and-comer, right? This kid was a sophomore starter for his school. I'm killing it down in Texas. But I got to say, dude, this awesome. kid looks like, Someone who got a swirly in high school, man. This yes, kid yes. looks like someone who got a wedgie leg just ripped out from under. No, no offense to this kid. It's just maybe he needs to hit the weight <laughs> room a little bit more. But what do you think of him choosing the Longhorns over you Oklahoma know, House? I mean, oh, he got dude, offers from everywhere, dude. Everywhere. LSU. This kid's got,
0: you know, obviously he's got some talent. Number one recruit. You don't get that status, you know, just by fucking sitting on your ass or being, you know, daddy's boy or whatever. But you know uh, you know, Texas' last number one uh, recruit they've ever had? I'm going to guess Vince Young. Vince Young. Vince Young. Very good. Look at you. So now they're saying he's the next Vince Young. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that at all. I think you look at this kid. He's fucking white as milk. He's not fucking Vince Young. But (laughs) at the same time, that's a pretty good, like their last number one recruit they had, Vince Young, led him to a national championship. I I talked a lot of shit about Tom Herman, you know, one of our very first podcasts. Yeah. So you think about this is big. This is big from a lot of standpoints.
1: Some of these kids want to stay local, dude. Texas kid wants to go to University of Texas. You man. think about
0: all the boosters in Texas to show them that you can get a recruit that's the number one recruit in the country, number one quarterback in the country. That's big time, man. Yeah, that's big time to boosters. That's big time to your fan base. That's big time to, you know, the athletic department, the AD, the guys who are cutting your checks, the guys who are thinking about keeping you around, everything like that. So, the fact that they're able to get this guy in, and you know, I. I'm interested to see how it plays out because he looks like – he looks frail. He does look frail. Oh, dude. You know what I mean? He's, he looks obviously like he's if somebody came over the middle, he just oh, thrashed, yeah thrashed, man. He obviously is a little bit younger. Obviously, he has time to put muscle on. I don't know if he'll be – you know, Ellinger's there, and then is he going to step in as a true freshman and start leading that team? I think that could be a tough position to be in. There's been number one recruits or, you know, top overall quarterbacks who have stepped into situations that aren't always the best. Yeah, it doesn't mean like he's going to step into Texas, and Texas is all of a sudden going to be, you know, a playoff contender. I, I don't know if I see that happening, especially the way, you know, Oklahoma's been in that conference the past however many years. I will
1: say, though, that this kid, he's got a pretty good arm, man. Yeah, he I mean, can sling it. He can sling it. I was just watching tape on him yesterday. I was watching his, like, mixtape or whatever. And he can throw it. I mean, he's not completing every single pass, but he's that is definitely a special, spread out, throw the ball offense that he's running down there in Texas. And Tom Herman's a good guy to go to
0: to play that type of a style. So I'm not going to lie. Tom Herman's got the offensive knowledge to set this kid up for success. The thing is you got to surround him with the skill positions. Texas does an okay job of that. Let me ask
1: you a question, dude. Go. You have a son, okay? We live in Florida. He's an all-star. He's number one recruit in the nation. Offers from everyone. Offers from everybody. Offers from everybody. Where what are your top three in order of them? Starting with three, down to two, down to one. Where you'd encourage your potential oh, number man. one I think recruit son to go. You know, like looking at it right what position does he play? I don't know. See, let's that's say, like let, a good
0: question. Quarterback? Let's say quarterback. Let's say let's say quarterback. Dual threat. Dual obviously. threat. Look at me. Dual threat quarterback. <laughs> obvious, dude. If I had a son, dude. Obviously my number 1 choice would be Ohio State. All right. When it comes to that. That's that's a homer pick Ohio State though. You know, look at their dominance over the past few years. Second choice, I don't know how you're going to like it. Oklahoma Sooners. Okay. Oklahoma Sooners. You look at what they've done with quarterbacks, dude. They produce Heisman they produce winners. Dude. Heisman winners, dude. Daddy needs a Heisman in the family room. Dude. Daddy wants his own, you know? Do I live through my son? Maybe Maybe I don't know Vicariously through Vicariously his arm My son is just killing it Slinging the rock all over the country Let's see Number three not Clemson Fuck Clemson dude mm. I don't like Nick Saban either <laughs> Seems like a going, bitch to play for going
1: Coach O? You going LSU?
0: No? Coach O seems like a great guy to play for
1: Seems like an awesome guy to play for
0: Awesome fucking guy to play for um,
1: you go on more the academic route. You go on uh, like a Stanford, Notre Dame no. thing. You, you know on... where
0: I love my boy to play too, dude. Columbia, no. Harvard, Harvard, bro, Harvard. Yeah, no, I'd go with um, Oregon Ducks. Oregon Boom, Ducks, maybe. fucking wow. get them the unis, dude. We want matching unis. Me and Kelly, we get dude. unis too, dude. Just for the uniforms. Just for the uniforms. That Nike sponsorship, bro, dude. That's some. What's that, a fire list? You give me three. You give me three for your kid. I want to hear it. Notre All right, Dame. dude,
1: I'll take the reverse. Notre Dame. I'm picking, I'm picking Stanford, Bitch. Notre Dame, and freaking Harvard. So that when yeah, he right. graduates, if football doesn't pan out, ah. he can rock it. Hey, there's been NFL quarterbacks from every school that I just listed. I didn't say there wasn't. I'm just saying. So that's what I'll choose. You'll choose that that sexy ass athletic route. I love Stanford, the, dude. Stanford, I'll use that other. Palo route, right?
0: Alto, dude. I, I would do I would do Stanford, but I, I gave you. North like, Carolina. legit. Yeah, North Duke. Carolina,
1: my ass. Duke. Yeah. I'm just thinking like what's academically like really strong schools. Oh, nah, well. dude. Yeah, he'll go to I'm Ohio State.
0: Dad says Ohio State. He's like, yes, daddy. Yes,
1: father. All right, so we talked about that a little bit. Now, ESPN released a list of their best states that produce college football talent. Oh, baby. And I'm going to read them to you starting at five in and order, going down. In order. Five okay. going down, yeah. okay? okay. The top five starting at five. California okay 4 Florida 3 Georgia okay 2 Louisiana no and their top state that produces college football talent 1 Texas yeah i, I think i think it's got to be oh, dude i think it's i think it's
0: texas florida georgia california and then whoever you want yeah. at five. I, I don't know. Louisiana, I don't, maybe. I don't know if they I deserve guess. to be the second. I don't know if they're number two, man. I don't know if they're second. Louisiana, I mean, Louisiana has some good talent. They all go to LSU. It's like a pipeline, dude. It's just a pipeline it's to LSU, cr- man.
1: It's just crazy. Dude, Texas, like-
0: Texas, no doubt. This is the rumor that they say, okay? You get an awesome high school player from Texas, from the state of Texas, they're going to be very fundamental. They're going to be very good. Mm-hmm. All right? Now you get a player from Florida. This is the rumor about players from Florida, athletic freaks, speed state, speed, not the most fundamental. They have to go over a lot of things with them when it comes to you know practices and getting everybody set on the right page here. Um, But man, when you think about athletes, you think Florida, dude.
1: I think that you know long lines of Texas being really well fundamentally. I heard the same about Georgia too. Georgia, yeah. And I think a lot of that's because they pay the coaches well. Yeah. Like I heard that the salaries and like the investment that they have in those coaching staffs, they get high caliber coaches to come in through those programs and they, they spend a lot of time working. There. I don't, yeah, not don't, that that's not the case it. in Florida, no. I but I'm just saying that I've heard that, that, you know, as, as it relates to Texas and Georgia specifically. Yeah. You think about,
0: I, I, I mean, you just look at, you know, Friday night lights. I know it's a fucking movie, dude. But you look at those stadiums; <laughs> Great it's movie. a fucking religion, man. In Texas, if you don't, if you aren't paying a coach, you're gonna the, you're gonna get your high school burned down, dude. You know, Those what I'm stadiums
1: saying? alone are just gorgeous. They're like better than some college, like better it's, than Lasalle Stadium, uh, dude, dude. They are they are better than some 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 of our colleges, D, dude. Two oh D one D one AA college stadiums, man. You drive by these schools and it's better like, than what Villanova's, fuck dude. And like this? Villanova went to like the D one AA championship a couple years ago. Like, there you an go. Example.
0: If you had to pick one of those states,
1: who are you going with? So my, like list, Texas, my list my okay. list would be my list would be Texas first, then Georgia, then Florida. Okay. Then California, and then, you know, again like you throw, Whoever, throw yeah. in Louisiana. So, you know what what's interesting though? Ohio, I, dude. What about dude, Ohio? That's man. what I was okay. Northern states so here's the two trends I noticed. Northern states like Ohio, Pennsylvania, Virginia, yeah. even Virginia, left out of there. California dropping on the list. And they got some ballers out there in California, man. Big fucking I think state, the, dude. The top two quarterbacks went to like modern day and modern some, day. somewhere yeah. else out there yeah. who went to Alabama and Clemson yep.
0: this year. Yep, yep, yep. You're absolutely right. So dude.
1: I'd say that that's a trend California slipping for whatever reason. And the fact that these northern states get no love on these lists, not that they maybe deserve it, but like I feel like I these, think Ohio's pretty damn like, good. I man. feel like these Ohio, these PA guys, a lot of like Lyman, these ladies, like yeah, Farm red, Iowa, Wisconsin, yeah, these boys. You think O line, D line, linebackers,
0: dude, you're going to get them from you know that ohio that them pennsylvania the tight ends oh big boys dude big boys ready to do some work and move some people around
1: them Gronkowski brothers the what's his name the deanda texas texans what's his name jj jj
0: watt the watt brothers aj hawk come on man give some love There's some give some love to ohio them pa
1: and pa schools right in the middle are producing them linebackers
0: yeah dude i just i think i think florida has the best talent i think texas is the best overall when it comes to just fundamentally you can plug this guy in and he can start for you. This dude's coming out of Texas. He might be able to start for you as a true freshman based on how your team's constructed. This guy might be ready to rock and freaking roll.
1: We could do a whole episode on this alone. And oh, start yeah. That with examples oh, of yeah, players, baby. et cetera. But I do want to keep with football but move on a little bit, and that's regarding NFL. Oh, baby. Some news oh, stuff around the league. I'm just going to go through it. All. Give it to me. So I was doing a little look at Yahoo, because ESPN threw up a little ESPN Plus you know, ad blocker, so you can't see their articles. I'm going to have to pay for it to subscribe for that stuff. Yeah, but I've been doing some looking at Yahoo, and I just want to throw out a couple lists here, and I want to get your take. Okay, Yahoo Sports is, because you know ESPN has their draft you know, platform, and Yahoo also has it too, and it's debatable who's, which one's better. But Yahoo Sports is five sleeper wide receivers this year. It's a list of five sleeper wide receivers. Okay. And I want to get your t- thoughts on who you take amid these guys. Sleeper number one, Henry Ruggs. Sleeper number two, Justin Jefferson. Sleeper number three, Anthony Miller. Sleeper number four, Paris Campbell from the Colts. Sleeper number five, Alan Lazard from the Packers. And again, Henry Ruggs, that's for the Raiders. Justin Jefferson, the Vikings. Anthony Miller, the Bears. Paris Campbell, the Colts. Alan Lazard, the Packers. Of that group, which of those guys are you buying as a sleeper wide receiver this year? Man, I got to go
0: with either Alan Lazard or Justin Jefferson, dude. Everything coming out of the Vikings camp... Is saying that Justin Jefferson's the real deal and they drafted they drafted the guy they wanted. Yeah. And he is exactly what they had hoped, hoped he would be. That's the exact quote. You think about Allen Lazard, you know how I feel about number two receivers. He has a good rapport with Rodgers mm-hmm. and he's ready to step in and be that number two receiver for the Packers. Now that Devin Funches is gone, yep, he's stepping into that role. He gets the opportunity and he has that time as we're going through this. Now, when you think about the rest of the list, Anthony Miller, Chicago Bears who's playing quarterback who is playing quarterback for the Chicago Bears dude that's the question I have Paris Campbell was hurt a lot last year and when I think back to his tape at Ohio State speedster great on crossing routes but I think he has to develop a little bit more on the entire route tree Henry Ruggs III we know what he can do 4 2 8 yeah he did phenomenal at Alabama
1: Dude, that receiving core that at the Raiders at is the just Raiders enormous. it's just a weird.
0: It's weird. It's weird receiving crew: Tyrell Williams, Henry Ruggs the third, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller. You know Josh Jacobs is going to get a ton of carries, but at the and same be time,
1: involved in the passing game this year. Absolutely, There's I'm a lot hoping. of talk about him increasing his uh, his catching.
0: Yeah, I'm totally hoping that. But at the same time, man, it's just like what the frig? Like I think I think it's got to be. If I had to rank those, like at least my my number my top two there, I would go Lazard then probably Jefferson. I would probably like mm. if I'm going to draft a guy. A little bit higher than the other, I would go Jefferson over, um, over our guy Lazard though.
1: Yeah, that, I, I if agree they with you. Both approach me in the fantasy. Those are my top two for that list too. Is Justin Jefferson, just because he's got that number two spot appears peers. Yeah, dude. and the coaches just love him over there right now. And Alan, Alan Lazard, because he is behind Devontae Adams, he's got Aaron Rodgers on the ball. Guy's six five, dude, going to take contested battles. Contested six ball. fucking five, dude. He's not the most speediest dude in the world, but come on, he's six five, but he's he's working real hard out there they love his work ethic so that's who we got for the yahoo sports uh real, quick, live real quick i
0: don't know if you saw this or if i asked you about it this has nothing to do with your list so i apologize no. but did you see um like that post that was like uh leonardo da vinci was seven five seven foot five and some <laughs> some black dude <laughs> some black dude retweeted the post and was like Man, motherfucker was dominating the wrong paint. <laughs> like, <you just laughs> made me laugh my ass off, dude. Oh, I was That's just funny. laughing right, Go to your next list. I'm sorry. All right. No, continue. Oh, That's a good God. break. Six, five. Yahoo seven, five.
1: Sports is running backs who should be drafted higher. Okay. They list five of them. Okay. First one, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Mm-hmm. Second one, Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Yep, there you go. Third one, one, James Conner. Fourth one, Latavius Murray. No. Fifth one, Damian Harris the Patriots uh,
0: okay that entire list is just the only one I, I agree with is Jonathan Taylor yeah I'm worried about Clyde Edwards Alaire just because he's a smaller dude I'm not saying he's gonna have a shitty season I just think he's smaller guy man small dude I worry about like he takes enough hits this season the body's gonna break down it's just natural occurrence you think about basic anatomy and physiology mm-hmm. this dude's a smaller dude getting hit at a high force by a oh, big freaking dude. It's just naturally going to happen. I think across across the uh, across the sixteen games. I get just see
1: him throwing him into some screen passes, dude. I that's I know, but I that's not the on, that. only
0: thing they're they're going to use him in, though. I think. Right. Gonna, I mean, as a runner, they're just saying they're saying, the really well the the, they're saying he's finding the hole really well in the way that the the Chiefs run the ball.
1: He's not the fastest guy in the world. No, but I'll he can play, well. dude. We
0: saw him at LSU against defenses like Alabama. I think that's a good thing. But at the same time, I can be worried about this guy And under like it's it's like, dude, I'm just worried about you know, you look at a guy like whoever, basic NFL running backs like Dalvin Cook don't hold up across the season. And Dalvin Cook's like a decent sized human being, man.
1: Guy's a guy's a train man. Sports. So when you think about this, it's tough.
0: Now when you look at that list, I think a guy like Jonathan Taylor, oh my God, he is going to be an absolute stud in fantasy. Like, for, le- for years to come. Fantasy leagues
1: for years to come, man. The question is, when? Let me say this. Go. The Yahoo Sports crew, I was reading this, says, predicts that for next year's fantasy draft, yeah. Jonathan Taylor will be the number one pick. No way. Overall. That's what they I say, I don't know dude. if I agree with that. They, that's what they say. I think
0: Saquon Barkley no. would probably moves way back into that.
1: They, everyone is getting so high on Jonathan Taylor. And I guess he's performing really well at camp right now. Marlon Mack is still slated, like, technically in front yeah. of him, but behind that offensive line, I mean, whoever's... One of the best offensive lines in the league, Whoever's bringing dude. up that train is just going to crush Just dude.
0: follow Quentin Nelson wherever he
1: goes. So follow the, him wherever he goes. The three of the guys we haven't talked about yet, James Conner, Latavius Murray, and Damian Harris, just want to talk to you about just brief stuff there. James yeah. Conner, always worried about injuries. Injury prone. Looks fresh, got Ben Roethlisberger back this year, just always worried about injuries. Latavius Murray, got Alvin Kamara in front of him. Although when Kamara was out last year, we talked about how productive he was. He was a top potential. five running back. Yeah, potential handcuffs. La- those couple weeks, great potential handcuff to draft in case Kamara does get, you know, injured. And I will say that we know the Patriots are running back by committee over there, but Damian Harris has been taking the lion's share of snaps at camp. This week, they like him as I liked a him at Alabama. I liked so, him at
0: Alabama, dude. The thing is, you think about the Patriots, man. Like, oh, it's a rough, dude. I I was reading. You talk about running back by committee, dude. That's a fucking. That's a fucking committee, there, bud. It
1: is a huge committee. You got Lamar Miller. Yep. You got Sony Michelle, Michelle James Burkett. White, Rex Burkhead, and Damian Harris. Damian Harris. There's just so many. Dude. That's quality it's gonna, runners, bud. This is pro. This is looking like a run heavy, like a run first offense this year. I heard a. I was reading this. I heard Jared Stidham like yesterday through three interceptions like at oh my camp. God. I heard Cam Newton just like overthrowing a an open receiver like just. I heard it was and you not know looking what you'd great. love to see. You know who's looking great in camp. This week, Josh
0: Allen. Yeah. <laughs> no surprise. No big deal. Josh Allen. Hey, Allen. ever heard of them, Patriots fans? Hope you're ready. Dude, because I get into it like with these fucking dumbasses on Twitter. Sorry to go off the rails here. But these guys are like talking shit online. And somebody tweets out that Tredavious White wouldn't even start for the Patriots. And of course I get sensitive about that. Trey White's my boy. But as I as I as I'm typing this, I'm like, should I send this? And I go. Trey White would be the best corner on your sorry-ass team. And then my mentions just light up with all these Patriots fans and Bills fans going back and forth and back and forth. And I'm throwing memes in there when I can, just lighting freaking gasoline onto this fire that I started. But it's like, dude, fuck off, Patriots fans. You are living in the past. I get that you won the AFC East how many times? 17 out of the last 18 years? Great. Great. It's a new time, boys. And you know what time it is? It's the Buffalo Bills time. Dude, that team that team's looking not sorry. the best put together, The dude. Patriots are looking sorry, and I'm sorry. You can go over and say like, "Oh, I'm also a Buccaneers fan too." Cool. I would do that rather than say that you're a Patriots fan now, man. Cuz if you think like, "Oh, wow, Cam Newton's dancing around in practice. This must be a good sign." That's not a good sign, bro. Yeah. Wins are a good sign. You're not going to have many of them this year. So sorry. let
1: me let me keep going, dude. Okay? Yahoo's all upside team. That means folks who are athletes that are expected to outperform their current ADP mm. and end the year as starters. So this is, they made a team. Okay. Like imagine your fantasy team, like your starting lineup. Love it. They made a team of just guys who think will outperform mm. and end up as starters in draft in like leagues across the country slash world. Okay. So they think that these guys will be stars in the year and their teams and should be stars in your lineup at the end of the year. In the quarterback slot, just save your it, save it for the end, all right? Oh, I know. In the quarterback I slot, I feel like I know who you're going to Cam say. Newton. This oh, is what they okay. say. That's not who. Running I back I slot, Kenyon Drake and cool. Todd Gurley. Two no. running back leads. No, no, no. Wide receiver spot, DJ Chark and Anthony Miller, who like aren't ba- aren't I bad like choices. Chark. Those aren't bad choices. Tight end, Hayden Hurst. Yeah. And Flex Cream Hunt. I like the end of that list. The top of that list: Cam Newton, Cam Kenyon Newton. Drake, Todd Gurley. Kenyon Drake. I, I
0: Kenyon Drake Drake was awesome. I think I think the Cardinals are going to use him freaking incredibly cliffs or you know whatever cliff kings there you go kingsbury. sorry my speech impediment came in there yeah but cliff kingsbury knows how to use running backs and that type of an offensive scheme this dude runs Kenyon drake thrived man as soon as yeah. he came over from the dolphins this guy was fucking legit
1: um who i hope other? he doesn't i hope he doesn't wear down and get injured though no. dude. that's the thing that's they got to protect these guys because dude i'll talk about this in a second man people are getting injured at camp bro Dude, why is Todd Gurley on that list? I have no idea. Todd Gurley's running around with one good knee, man. Well, I have no clue. What's one of the he's best, like limping at camp this week.
0: One of the best human beings in the NFL. Just seems like a down-earth dude. You never hear problems about Todd Gurley. Yeah. One of the best college running backs I've ever personally seen like play games. But, dude, this guy, like, uh, I just, like my heart goes out to him. Because, like Jake said, they're already reporting that he's limping at practice. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, if you're in our fantasy league... Definitely grab him.
1: Our personal fantasy league. Yeah, if you're league. in our
0: fantasy league, definitely grab him. He's doing great at practice. But there was like this one day he had a little limp. Dude. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge.
1: Ido Smith, where the heck you at, bro? Late round pick. Yeah, Just that's, grabbing him. That's you, a baby. handcuff right there. Just bro. grabbing him. Yeah, that's it. a handcuff. So let me move on. As we continue these Yahoo lists, we got one or two more. The next one I'll go to is the Yahoo's top five wide receivers. Okay, Do it. First spot, Devontae Adams. Ooh, I like Spot it. number two, Michael Thomas. Spot number three, Julio Jones. Spot number four, Tyree Kill. Spot number five, DeAndre Hopkins. Tyree Kill above? DeAndre Hopkins. Oh. Devontae Adams above Michael Thomas. I like They're that. They're expecting De- Devontae Adams. This is to- all projections. This, right? is, all this projections. is all projections. Yeah. They're expecting Devontae Adams to kill, us, kill it this, this year. Gotta say healthy. healthy. let me say this, okay? Say it, say it baby. To this week... He hurt his leg in practice. Yeah, I saw that. And he was off the field, got it looked at, came out, pointed at his ankle. So, dude, you're star guys, man. I think if I'm a head coach and you got an all-star, limit their reps, man. You know Especially he's going to perform. Now, you know he's ready to roll. This is <laughs> a, you're going through the motion. Now, just limit their reps, dude. Please. I, I like, totally agree. Coaching staff, like, listen. Stefania Bell brought off a
0: good point, though. They got to get into football shape. They got to get into game speed, dude, or these injuries will mount across the season. They don't have a preseason to run through, you know routes at full speed so they got to be able to do it at some point yeah they got to be able to do it at some point i agree with the majority of that list besides tyree kill i think i i don't see tyree kill being a top five wide receiver maybe ever in his career you know what i mean i where's julio
1: jones julio jones is number three okay on that list all right now let me let me go through let me compliment this their top five wide receivers with their top five steals At the wide receiver position. Okay. Number one, Terry McLaurin, Washington. Mm. Number two, Deontay Johnson, Steelers. Number three, Marquise Brown, Ravens. Mm -hmm. Number four, Sterling Shepard. Number five, Anthony Miller. And I'll throw in, they had a sixth one, Curtis Samuel. Okay. So as Steels. folks who perhaps get overlooked in this whole scheme thing, maybe second, third round, fourth round, maybe even beyond, who do you buy out of those list of steals? Give me the list again, and let's break okay. them down one at a time. Give Terry me, McLaurin. Terry McLaurin. Love him. Washington
0: Redskins, number one option, second year out of Ohio State. This guy is an absolute stud. He was a steal pickup on the waiver wire last year as people started realizing, oh, this guy's fucking legit. And now that they know he's legit, it's amazing that he's even on this list, because I think Terry McLaurin's yeah, a clear, a obvious suit. option, that he's the number one option in Washington, And he should be one of the number one options when you're thinking about starting, you know, drafting wide receivers, you know, depending on where you're actually thinking about picking them. But he's going to be gone depending on the type of league you're in. We're in a 16-team league. That guy will be gone by the third round, yeah, second, third round. You know what I mean? This dude can absolutely play. Who's next?
1: Next, Deontay Johnson.
0: Deontay Johnson, another second-year player. I love him in Pittsburgh. They're saying that he's doing well. The big question I have is, How's Roethlisberger gonna hold up? Right, he had a nice season last year, a good enough season to make you consider like, okay, I can I can pick this dude up, but at the same time. So
1: I heard Roethlisberger's doing well. I've heard he's short arm. We talked about it earlier today. Yeah, I heard he's short arm and some passes, but the dude just came off of you know almost basically a Tommy John surgery. You know, so a good signs, so though, at
0: least initially. Marquise Brown, I think he's very deep ball dependent. I think he's injury prone as well. I hope he can develop the route tree. I hope Lamar can develop as a passer because I think he can be
1: a legit weapon for them. Yeah. But at the same time, he's very deep ball dependent on that. So when you look at the Ravens in their offense, yeah. Who do you think of in terms of passing fear? Like I Mark feel like Andrews. I feel like number one is Mark Andrews. Number yep. two is Marquise Bowne. and Then who comes after that? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't mean to be a jerk but saying like I think Mark last year Ingram? it was Hayden Hurst kind of right, and then he left to some degree. I man. heard Mark Andrews is killing it at camp. Just, he's amazing, like, destroying dude. People.
0: He was he was the. The sleeper of my entire draft last year. Gee, I heard he just like,
1: was killing it at camp this
0: I week. love it. I love it. That's great for him. But yeah, you got to think Mark Ingram, J.K. Dobbins. Who else is there? But wide receiver? Who's
1: their like, number two receiver? Willie Sneed? Yeah, I guess Willy so. Willie Sneed, I guess? Yeah. All right, moving on the list. Sterling Shepard as a sleeper wide receiver. I like every wide receiver for the
0: Giants this year. Golden Tate, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton. I think all three of them are going to be awesome. And I think all three of them could be listed as sleepers on this list. Um, but yeah, Sterling Shepard, same thing as a lot of these guys. You can talk about every fucking every guy in the league. You know, you look at a guy like Will Fuller. If I told you, hey, Jake, Will Fuller's going to be healthy for 16 games this year, you'd be like, oh, cool. He's going to be potentially a top 12 wide receiver, top 15 wide receiver. Yeah. So you got to think about that. Like this guy, Sterling Shepard, same concept. If this dude doesn't get concussions, he is absolutely phenomenal in the offense.
1: Now, I will say that this also depends on how Daniel Jones is, yeah, that's is ranking right. up. I will say a lot of people are saying this is I Daniel think, Jones 2.0 this season. Looks he jacked. spent the offseason getting chiseled improving looks his jacked. game. Obviously has to work on some things in terms of touchdown interception ratio, controlling the ball, being just a better leader on that in that quarterback quarterback position. So we'll see with that whole uh, Giants offense. Anthony Miller. He's appeared in a couple of these. This is the second time I'm mentioning him. I like it. Bears. It's yeah. just again, it depends on who's the quarterback. Who's the quarterback? Is it
0: Trubisky? Is it Nick Foles?
1: They need some clarity over there, dude. I have they no idea. Clarity, I have no bro. idea what's going on for their in the own teams. Like, you got to like give the leader more time to acclimate. You know, like, like
0: what does a guy like Khalil Mack, a leader of that defense, say when people are like, "Hey, what are your expectations for the season?" I'd be like, "Dude, I want I want to know who the fucking quarterback is before I give you an answer." Yeah, because are we going for you know a top ten draft pick this year, or are we going to be a playoff contender? Because that's where it could be for the Bears. Like they could be a legit playoff contender, or they can be, you know, somebody who's like contending for a top ten pick next yeah. year, and and then they're going to get you know whatever dude from North Dakota State, Trey Lance, or are they contending for they Justin Fields? Just, They's got to pick somebody, man. It's I, just crazy. If I
1: were them, I think you have to go with Nick Foles. Like I Trubisky think so too. had his chance, dude. He's it's, had what three it's years? Time. It's time. I mean, it's time. Like Foles, give him a shot. Let him let him lead it. If he's not performing, then guess what you do? You switch back out to Trubisky. Okay, the the loss is taken, and then you you adjust after that. But Anyways, final on that list, Curtis Samuel.
0: Yeah, I think D.J. Moore is the number one option in that.
1: They also got Robbie Anderson down there in Carolina. Robbie Anderson Panthers. was a
0: big signing for them. Christian McCaffrey is obviously the main focal point of that offense. I like Curtis Samuel, a former Ohio State guy. Um, he did well. He did well. I forget who had him in our league. I think Kelly might have had him in our league um,
1: last year. Somebody did, but he would have some games. He would have yeah. some games. He's got a. He's a slot guy. That Panthers offense, dude. Loaded defense, not so much. I mean, you look at Teddy Bridgewater with D.J. Moore, with Curtis Samuel, with Robbie Anderson, I know, with Christian McCaffrey. I, 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 you're, feel like- I think
0: you. I think you're just a little too high on Teddy Bridgewater. I'm not trying to be rude, dude. Maybe. I think you're on the. You're you're the guy who's fucking. Giddy up horses. I am dude if there's on the Teddy Bridgewater if there is anybody who's on the Teddy dude,
1: Bridgewater Brandwa- who's on that bandwagon <laughs> for Teddy Bridgewater it is me dude I am banging that gong I am swinging I am wrapping those chains I remember the we were like
0: rolling dude we were talking about like potential playoff teams you're like oh Carolina Panthers for sure I'm like defense what? sucks I mean they gotta pick up some free ages or what they the heck are you out, talking man. about yeah it's I mean it's Matt rules first year you know, coming over from Baylor as the head coach of the Panthers. it's just
1: He's pushing I, the intensity. That's what I was reading. He's pushing I, he's good the intensity dude, at camp. Players he is love, asking those guys to yeah. work and put
0: out. Players love playing for him. He's a players coach. I'm going to be interested to see how he does at the NFL level, though. That's that's the big question. I
1: want to finish off with, just at the end of this Yahoo thing, the Yahoo Sports likes and dislikes for wide receivers. Oh boy. Three top likes, Michael Gallup, Mike Williams, James Washington. Dislikes, Amari Cooper, and the Rams' wide receiver core in general.
0: So, Mike, you, Mike who, who is the Mike
1: Williams one? from where? Chargers.
0: Oh, Mike Williams. Okay, they say yeah. deep ball threat former, for Tyrod former Clemson, former Clemson player. Yeah, it's just Tyrod Taylor. I don't, I don't think he's going to be throwing the ball deep. Watch him as the Buffalo Bills quarterback. You know, for how many years? Yeah, how many passes you know past fifteen yards did he throw down the field? And not many. So, Mike Williams was hurt a bunch last year as well. If he can stay healthy, great. If Herbert comes in, Herbert, I think is... Dude, I think Herbert can sling it, and I think he'll take way more chances than Tyrod. I just mm. worried that, you know, Anthony Lynn's going to be like, hey, I want a guy that's going to be smart with the ball. And that's Tyrod Taylor to a T. The problem is... Almost not, too smart, yeah, dude. Almost like, too cautious. It's almost like, hey, good thing that there's not going to be fans in the stands. Playing to here. not make mistakes. Because he that's Tyrod what he does. He plays not... You know, he plays... Not to lose. He doesn't play to win, but he plays not to lose, I feel like, as yeah. he goes through the game.
1: Now, two subjects before I move on to just some injuries and stuff. Go. Michael Gallup versus Amari Cooper. Yeah. Do you pass on Cooper, go Gallup? Do you yeah. grab Cooper
0: and forget about Gallup? I think, goes, I, think it, think? I think it depends on how you're trying to build your team. You know, Amari Cooper's going, I think, sick. everybody always talks like 10 team leagues. I think in... In terms of 16 team leagues Because that's where we really pay attention I think if you draft in a 10 team league It's like how can you not have a good team It's just about making sure that your bench is solid In a 10 team league So that when bye weeks come up You're, yeah. you're not you know stuck with your thumb up your ass But you look at where they're being drafted They're ADP I would rather take Michael Gallup over Amari Cooper I agree I would want a running back In the position where somebody would draft Amari Cooper Instead I would rather go with Michael Gallup Just You just got to watch the bye weeks man the Cowboys, I believe, have a week ten bye. A lot of buys are on week seven, week eleven. It's week eight. It's really weird. A lot of good players are like very uh, very close in bye week. So you gotta be aware of that as you're drafting fantasy this One year. One thing
1: I do wanna say is that Mike McCarthy, that coaching staff over there, called Michael Gallup. A number one ride receiver talent. Perfect. So dibs. I just think, dude, he's he's dibs. good. I had him last year. He performed really well. Was um, he injury prone though? Was he no, no 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 no? He was maybe maybe one game or something, but he was he was in there, dude. He was performing, and I think that that is just a great offense. Um, Amari Cooper thinks he,
0: Michael Gallup and Ceedee Lamb can each have a thousand yards receiving this year. I mean, yeah, I think Blake Jarwin at tight end, Zeke at running back, Tony Pollard backing him up.
1: I mean, you've said it. I think that this could be Dak Prescott's just amazing killer year this year. And so,
0: like, I know I was, dude, weeks ago, I was I was ripping on the Cowboys' defense. But as we look at it, like, you think about their front seven, all right? They just cut Gerald McCoy, so I know that's not obviously. But he was going to be listed as the starting defensive tackle. But you got DeMarcus Lawrence, Don Terry Poe, Everson Griffin. They signed former killer in Sam, Not like, I mean that... From a football sense, not just like, you yeah, know, not d- domestic violence, but Alden Smith and stuff like that. I know he had a lot of shit going on when he was with the 49ers, but he was an absolute stud. Then when you look at their linebackers, you got Jalen Smith, who is an absolute monster, Clayton Vanderesh, and Sean Lee. Sean Lee's mm-hmm. the big question mark. Can he stay healthy? Van they Rish, lost good. Byron Jones to the Miami Dolphins. The secondary is going to be a problem. But the question is, is that front seven legit? I think so. Oh yeah, I think I think the Cowboys are going to be a lot better than people are giving them credit for, and I gotta I gotta you know take that L myself there because I was ripping on the Cowboys defense at the beginning of the year, man.
1: People do not like the the Rams wide receiving core at all. Cooper Cup,
0: Robert Woods, um, their tight end Higby is supposed to be pretty decent this year. They lost Brandon
1: Cooks. Tough division, dude. Tough division going to be a high scoring division. They might be last place in that division this they year. They might be this year. Some That's people off. some people are like talking about the Rams that they're like Super Bowl contenders this year and I just don't see <laughs> no that. Way. I just don't see that. Moving on dude, I'd love to I'd love to flip over to some injury stuff just because I think it's important to highlight some of these things. Do it. AJ Green this week's oh, struggle yeah. with hamstrings. Oh, and know. now that's always worried because AJ Green is just this perennial like injury is he point. gonna play, you know, his ankle, his foot, is the is you know, his hamstring now. So I just always worry about when I see AJ Green with injury stuff. Yeah. Nick Chubb in concussion. concussion, concussion protocol. Oh my god. Now, here's what you got to think with those two AJ Green. Okay, where's Tyler Boyd? Who's the number three guy over there? Is T Higgins? Is it, who's it going to be? John it, Russell, got, III, John Russell, you got to keep your eye on that. Nick Chubb, concussion protocol. Okay, Kareem Hunt, where the heck's he? So you got to be smart yeah. about taking him. TJ Hawkinson, ankle not 100%. I think he's going to be okay. We all, we both like that Detroit Lions offense. I do. If Stafford's back there, yeah. Dude, Carry on Johnson. Seen with a knee brace, while DeAndre Swift just killing it in one-on-one passing drills. Oh, DeAndre ma- Swift it is, then. Making a name for himself out there. Here's what I heard. O.J. Howard leading the Bucks tight ends in snaps, followed by Cameron Brait and then Rob Gronkowski.
0: You think they're just trying to mess with Gronk, though? You think that's just a little bit of, like, Bruce Arians being like, hey, you're not...
1: Maybe. I think each of those guys has a different skill set. Yeah. So I think they could probably cycle through all of them.
0: I saw a great clip on Twitter of uh, Tom throwing an over the shoulder pass to a uh, Gronk over a defender. It was awesome. It was like reminiscent of like Oh, uh, those guys have that new rapport England that Day. they've built yeah, over th- the years. I dude. think I think we talked about this, you know, last week. It's gonna be who Tom wants out in the
1: field. Yeah. You know what I mean? The one the one other I want to comment on Miles Sanders. Oh I know. Just as this week he was told that, quote, you're the guy this season by yeah. Peterson, the coaching staff, out today. I know. Lower body injury. He's week okay. to week or day. Says he's going to be. It says he's going to be ready for week one, but that's something you don't oh, want to okay. see. Don't want to hear. There's a ton of cloud around Miles Sanders having this I this killer him. year. That I kept him. This is in my what's going to be kind in my of my keeper league driving this this Eagles team. So we'll see, man. I always kind of worry about the Eagles in general and yeah. their passing core. They have injuries. Elson Jeffrey no time to be able to return from his Dude, that's league, a list team strength that I, surgery yeah. in the offseason, So I worry. I think that's a talented offense, but it's just. I don't know. Some of these guys, man, with injuries just sucks. Yeah, dude. So that's what I got going on right there.
0: Hey, man, let's get to a little bit of NBA news before we Love finish it. this off. First time in a long time. I forget I forget the last time it happened. I know that it happened to Detroit and somebody else. Detroit and the Mavericks, maybe, when they were both the number one seeds in the NBA playoffs. But I'm sure a lot of people know this. The Los Angeles Lakers lost to the Portland Trailblazers, And obviously the Milwaukee Bucks. You think the Bucks and the Lakers both lost their opening playoff game. Charles Barkley is saying the Lakers might get swept by the Portland Trailblazers. Wow. And that, like, I'm not saying they're going to get swept. I think it's going to be a good season because our boy Damian Lillard, big fan of this guy, is on a fucking mission. Is on a dude, fucking he's hot, mission, man. dude. He said, I didn't come to this bubble just to, you know, play around, man. He's on a fucking mission. And this dude is absolutely. Dude, you know what he's, he's like?
1: He's like an NBA street when the oh, dude yeah. gets on fire. Oh, he yeah. You just can't stop him. And he's just rolling and making shots from wherever. It's driving through, slamming. This is Damian Lillard at the moment, dude. Man, just it's just, on fire.
0: It's tough because you look at like, like I feel for LeBron. I think he's got to be way more aggressive and just start start attacking, get in attack mode. He's being too passive. But a guy like Paul Pierce just fucking gets on my nerves, man. He's always got some shit to say negative about LeBron. And he's like, if LeBron exits in the first round, dude, you can skip all this greatest of all time talk. And Paul Pierce is oh, just fucking up. sour and salty about every aspect of, of this. Like, LeBron is your daddy, Paul. LeBron is absolutely your daddy, dude. So please get the fuck out of here with that talk, man.
1: I'm Paul not Pierce, saying I'm not, not to no. say for a guy now, who's look, retired yeah, dude, and who
0: didn't do much in his career. Dude, I'm not, I'm not saying LeBron's the GOAT. I'm not saying LeBron's a GOAT. And Paul Pierce had a nice career. He's, he didn't have the worst career. He didn't have a LeBron James career. No, I'm going to no, say I'm that. That's what, that. I'm, that's what I'm saying. Absolutely, dude. Um, but to say that kind of shit, dude, just fuck off. With everything going on, like it's, it's a weird fucking season. It's a weird fucking season. LeBron's a baller. He's getting up there in age. We'll see, man. Some of these guys just Down, say stupid stuff, man. One like game doesn't paint. mean jack shit, dude. These guys stay somehow like Skip Bayless, dude. He just says stuff to just oh, say dude. stuff, man. Dude, I just, yeah, that's what I, I feel sometimes. I talked about Skip Bayless is the one who's talking all the shit to Damian Lillard. And then like now that he beat LeBron, he's like, oh, fuck yeah, Dame Lillard. Like, fucking love you. Love you, Damian Lillard. Because he hates LeBron. He's just a fucking hater. And that's how he's trying to get his views. Skip just doesn't doesn't fucking do it anymore. He's reaching for every take he's going for. And Shannon Sharp's just sitting there along for the ride trying to... Figure out how to fucking talk as he's going through a show. So it's just like, what the fuck are we doing here, man?
1: So who do you think wins that series ultimately? Trailblazer? I, 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 I think the Lakers. I think the Lakers. Anthony
0: Davis and LeBron got to step up and fucking come to. They play, will, man. dude. I mean, if, if this keeps happening,
1: LeBron's going to take over, and it's just going to be, it's just. Gonna LeBron be on will start
0: covering Damian Lillard. I think it's tough. Avery Bradley's their best perimeter defender, and he didn't even come into. He opted out, you know, and that's tough because a guy like Damian Lillard. Obviously needs a legit defender on the perimeter. Phenomenal, phenomenal talent team is. You know, the Raptors are playing right now against the Brooklyn Nets. They're down fifty-three fifty. They're up one nothing in the series against the Brooklyn Nets. So it's just weird. I think the Raptors are. It's weird. Take I that, think yeah. yeah. They're up one nothing. I think they'll win this game. Not too worried. I'm I'm I don't know. I'm just it's just a weird fucking season. You know, the Dallas Mavericks could have won the game against the charge or the fucking Chargers. <laughs> against the Clippers. Um but the refs got real heavily involved. Luka Doncic had a huge game, dude. 42 points. Absolutely was killing That's it. That's great. But, you know, it's just Love weird. those Mavs. It's just a weird season. I'm interested to see how this finishes off for the uh, for the NBA, man.
1: Now, we've talked about the bubble stuff, and I heard some, some talk about the NCAA bracket tournament, so the NCAA finals. Doing something being, similar. Being in, like, a bubble format. Because that whole March Madness, quote-unquote, that whole tournament, rakes in like nearly a billion dollars annually dude a billion so i heard talk that they're open to considering a bubble format different waves of structuring that of course you got the big ones like you michigan state you got duke you got unc you got all them big boys kind of talking about kentucky kansas so naturally i right. hear there's talk about a bubble format like that it's obviously worked well so we'll see if there's any more news coming coming forward as as more of these more of these colleges get uh, getting the news i love it man I, I i'm glad the nba
0: is going on i'm glad the playoffs are here all the sports, you know. I talked about baseball today. We haven't really brought up hockey much, but not a big hockey podcast, guys and gals out there. Um Yeah, that's all I got today, brother.
1: Yeah. All I got I think today. More, more to come with all this stuff, y'all. It's been great chatting with you. Absolutely. If you're not subscribed, Wednesday.
0: subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star review if you're liking what you're hearing, guys. And follow us on Instagram, at No Days Off Podcast. I'd like to give a happy birthday to my wife, who is 30 today. It has been an awesome day. It's going to be an even better one. Thanks for, thanks for listening.
1: Happy birthday, Kelly. i telling you I believe the hype man I'm on that Jonathan Taylor train bro Oh yeah I'm on that Jonathan Taylor train Real hard Maybe number one Number one next overall? year I don't know about that Next bro. year We'll see go. I'll get
0: him though Third round I'll get him We'll see see. You. see y'all See ya